Shifting the perspective on the perception of millennials. You're listening to the Wise Millennials Podcast. Ho, ho, holy shit, we're back for another episode, <laughs> episode 14. Oh my god. And here, as always, alongside with... Steven, thank you for tuning in. So, holy shit. You like that? Oh, oh, holy shit! <laughs> we're, still, we're talking about the holidays, man. We're going to talk about the holidays. So I thought, what more appropriate than that? I, when it comes... Oh, I, I know you weren't ready for it. No. I like surprising no. you. That was awesome. I know. Truthfully, I was, that was, I that that was awesome. That was probably my favorite intro you've ever done. <laughs> Should I do it every single time now? Yeah. Yeah, in July. Ho, ho, <laughs> holy shit. All right, look. You had a good idea. Holiday season just yeah. passed us. So, yep. happy whatever it is that you celebrate. Yeah, happy. I think there are too many for us to... Happy holidays. Happy holidays and happy new year to everybody out there listening. Um, thanks for bearing with us. I know we came back. A couple weeks ago with our episode 13 and right around the holidays is obviously a crazy time for everybody. Um, I, you know, I traveled down to South Carolina because I met my first niece. Congratulations. So thank you. Um, more of the congratulations to my sister and brother-in-law, I have to say, though. Um, so but we got... became an uncle. That's a Yeah, question. it was... It, you and know what? And it's for the first time. You know, uncle for the first time and uh, it definitely surpassed any feelings or emotions that I thought I was going to have, it was like tenfold when I got there. So it was a really cool experience for me and, and for our family. Um, and I know you've been busy. You've been traveling like never like ends. a lunatic. Yeah, never ends. So Ed actually just flew in from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh about, about what, an hour and a half ago? Well, it's 7 o'clock now when we're recording this. So I landed at 4.30. Jesus. That's yeah. unreal. I landed at 4.30. I had to go to North Jersey for uh, something else for work, and then I came yeah. out here, and here we go. Well, and here we are, because there's nothing says Happy Friday. I mean, if you're listening on another day, happy whatever day you're listening to, but nothing says Friday like a nice point trip from Pittsburgh. Um, nothing says Friday like recording another episode of The Wise Millennials. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's so, do it. you mentioned before we hit record tonight yeah. that... You wanted to talk about the holidays. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the holidays just ended, New Year, you know, I think there's a lot that we can discuss and we can explore when it comes to all the different major holidays, whether it be Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you you celebrate, because there are a lot of holidays that happen to fall in, in let's say, the end of December, and also New Year's. Um, but the, the biggest thing that I want to talk about today is I think the over-commercial, over-commercial, what did I say? Commercialization. Yeah, commercialization, if that's even a word, of, in 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 my experience, Christmas, because that's the holiday that I celebrate, but I've also seen it across all the holidays that fall in December, and something that I've noticed a lot more frequently is the fact that people don't seem as happy around the holiday season as they may have when I was younger, when I was a kid, maybe even a few years ago. I feel like the stress of the holidays is becoming more and more of a burden on people. And I think we're starting to lose the true meaning of what those holidays mean. And what I mean by that is... I'm going to pause you for a sure. second. Because I think we have to preface this entire show, this entire episode, yeah, with at least one thing, but it may be two. One is, by no means are we excluding 
Oh, no way. Any belief system, whatever it is that you celebrate, whether it's in December or throughout the rest of the year. Oh, absolutely. And because I think, I think every major holiday, the same thing has happened. And and I don't know if it's me just getting older and I'm I'm more aware of my surroundings than when I was as a kid. But I think Valentine's Day, Halloween, all of the holidays have have really just turned into. Uh, it's a business, kind of a crap right? fest. It's a business. It's cultural it. commoditized. Yeah. And I think, and, and the other thing we need to preface it with is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. we're probably going to bleed out into religion in some capacity. And by no means, again, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. I don't know where it's going to go. Obviously, I don't know where it's going to go. Probably going to get a little weird like it usually does, but... Welcome to the Wise Millennials Podcast. That's, that's right. Welcome back. But I want to make sure we say that stuff up front. Because I know holidays mean different things for different people. Yes. And then on top of that, when religion comes into the into the into fold, the fold yep. then it, it becomes even hype, more hypersensitive. Hypersent- yeah. Right? So yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. And, and, and our intention is not to you know, insult anybody or offend anybody. But it may happen. It, but exactly. So it might happen. We're not trying so to. But we're hey. not trying to. But if it happens, we're sorry. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, okay. Just go ahead. Okay. Continue your thought. All right. So, um, when Ed and I... <laughs> We're going to have seconds that uh, it's like a theme show uh, song comes on. It's like, yeah. are you offended yet? And then, like, we're going to say some wild shit. Go yeah. Ahead. Some, like, 1940s crazy music oh, plays. Oh, boy. Anyway, that's a topic for another oh, day. Oh, boy. But, so, Ed and I were trying to figure out what we were going to do for, for tonight's episode, and... You know, we've been racking our brains, and the one thing that hasn't left my head is the fact that I think we're over-commercializing the holidays. I think there's such an emphasis on the newest product, the newest piece of equipment, technology, this, that, and the other thing, and we're so focused on what we have to buy for other people, and we're not so focused on the true meaning of the holiday in, in the sense of, and we don't have to go religious with this, in the sense of... Kind of what the holidays used to be, maybe back years ago. Because when how far, how far back? I, I mean, we could be talking as early as two, three, four years ago. We could be talking as much as fifty years ago. Well, because I, I know, and I know it varies. But what I'm saying is, I feel like Christmas, and I'm going to talk about Christmas because Christmas is what I sell my family celebrates and what I have experience with. But Christmas used to be. From what I recall, it was a homecoming. It was like a big moment for people to come home and be with family, spend time with family, and not really worry about the everyday stressors that come along with everyday life when it's not a holiday. Now I feel like the holidays have progressed into this, uh, we need to go out and buy a present for everybody or multiple presents for everybody, and we have to stress ourselves out because you have to get the best deal. Um, you want to get the latest iPad because if you're not there the day it comes out, you're not going to get it. Like, it's all these new... We're just, like, so consumed in consumerism. We buy into it. Right? We just buy into it. We allow it. Right. So what I'm... I guess what I'm trying to ask is, have you, Ed, have you noticed a huge shift in what the holidays... I guess the... or What's... The energy around the holidays, have you noticed a shift, I guess, within, let's say, the last 10 years? All right, so 
I'll answer your question up front because sometimes I'm notorious for not answering questions until either much later or ever. Yeah. Also, to that point, we still have to, at some point in time... Oh, we have to circle back. To the last episode, to yep. the end of the last episode. So, have I noticed a change? Yes, but it's probably going to be coming from a different direction than what you're expecting me to say. Or maybe not. So... When you said it's like a homecoming over the last two or three or four years, well, yeah. let's think about it for a second. It was a homecoming for you. You were in college, right? Your friends came home for the holidays, mm -hmm. and you all got back together, caught back up, had a lot of fun, and then you were back on your merry way. I'm sure that's since simmered down yeah. because you're either all graduated from college or if there's still friends of yours that are in college, they're... There, and you're, you, you live, this is your home now. So I don't know how it would feel so much like a homecoming because you're already here all year round. Does that make any sense? I don't know how it would feel like a homecoming because I get your point. When I, was, when I was young, meaning in my early 20s, yeah. yeah, my friends would come home from college and it was awesome. Awesome. And it was like a homecoming. I'm like, oh, we're going to go to every bar in town, which is in a less than two square mile town. Yeah. Like seven or eight bars. We're going to go out every night and get hammered. And have a great time because we have a short period of time together. Whereas in high school, we were with each other every day, all day. It was great. Sure. But yeah, I, got, I understand that homecoming feeling that you're referring to. Yeah. Over the past two or three years, have I noticed a change in the holiday season and the spirit or the energy? Yeah. And I'll get to that in a second. Don't let me forget. Mm -hmm. But in the past 10 years, no. Here's why. I'm 32. So 10 years ago, I was 22. And I already talked about that homecoming mm -hmm. sensation yeah. that I felt the same way you're referring to it now. But I feel like the excitement of the season, mm -hmm. the holiday season in December right through the new year, changed when I became a teenager. Okay. So I'm even going further outside of that 10-year window. Sure. Because that was just an arbitrary. No, I know, I know. I, I'm just trying to make sure I address the whole thing. So, I think it changed when I was a teenager because the excitement for me when I was a kid was Santa's coming. True. We're getting all these gifts that we wrote down on a list and we had to be good for, which whatever that meant. Yeah. Because I'm sure there was a lot of times I didn't deserve most of the stuff that I got. Yeah. And then when I got older, and that that sort of thing dissolved, and I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. Santa, I wasn't really into that vibe. Yeah. I think it's an easy way to say it. Yep. But here's where things got better. Mm -hmm. For a short, well, for a short period of time, I probably for like a couple of years, five, six years, I think, I dressed up as Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And I would go around, my mom taught in a little Catholic school close to where we used to live yeah. for a bunch of years. And I would dress up as Santa and go visit a couple of kids, whether it was my neighbors and some some of one of her friends from school where she taught mm -hmm. had young kids. And I would go there dressed as Santa. Mm -hmm. And this girl that I dated at the time, one or two years, she came out as an elf. So like we went out and put oh, cool. And it was really, really cool. And that was so sweet to see the reaction and how excited kids get because that nostalgia yeah. came rushing back for me to see that sort of excitement and remember how I felt when I was their age. Okay. So then it morphed into my niece was born three years, three years ago, almost it's tomorrow. Her birthday's tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I dressed up for Santa Claus. I dressed up as the Easter bunny. So when I see the excitement in her, mm -hmm. it's a really cool experience. But for me, it's another day now as yes. sad as that sounds. And it is sad. It's just another day for me. Christmas yeah. this year, a lot of fun, 
Steph and I had a lot of fun, but it's just another day. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel like Christmas. And, uh, I mean, two, I did have another set of circumstances where my my niece was born um, a few days prior to Christmas. So my mom and dad were down in South Carolina with my sister and brother-in-law as they were, you know, basically as they were giving birth, as my sister was giving birth to her first child. So I was still up here in Jersey. So Christmas felt really weird for me because every year my mom's family comes down for Christmas dinner. So we'll do Christmas morning with my dad's family and then we'll go and How do... How far do they travel? They come down from where? Oh, they're at Phillipsburg. So like... Oh, oh, oh. 25 minutes, I'm half hour. Come down. I know it's a couple hours. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, like a half hour okay. or so. And, um, but yeah, so they come down, we have Christmas dinner and we do, uh, and, and this is, this is something that always really kind of gets me in the spirit is that we, um, on my mom's side, we've decided, and this is probably, this probably would have been like our, I think our sixth year we've done it. We've decided that we're not going to do gifts. We don't do gifts anymore. We don't do a gift exchange. Okay. Instead, what we do is we all throw 20 bucks into a pot and then everybody picks a charity and all those charity names go into a hat. It gets, you know, shaken up. Somebody That's cool. picks a charity and then we donate all the money to the charity. And that kind of really gets me in the holiday spirit, right? Um, but this year was totally different. So, and not only that, it was the first Christmas that, I, that now I'm married. So, there's the excitement of spending this first Christmas together with my wife because previously we've been together. This was our fifth Christmas. This was our first actual Christmas that we spent together. Which so is bonkers if you had, it's yeah, nuts I if you think about it, right? So the last four Christmases, we decided that it was just easier for us to um, celebrate with our respective families because that that way we're not fighting, not fighting, but we're not like fighting for time, mm-hmm. right? We're not like stressing about well, who gets more time or who doesn't get as much time or when do we have to go here and then when when do we have to leave to be there by a certain time? We just decided. We'll do our own Christmas the following day. So this is, we woke up in our house. This is the first Christmas that I've had not in my parents' house, which was really cool, um, but also strange. So the holiday has just changed so much for me that when you said it's just another day, that resonated with me so much because I literally woke up and I was so excited in the morning because my wife and I woke up, we went downstairs, we opened our gifts with each other, which was like one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. But then as soon as we were done, it was like just another day. Mm-hmm. So I had that like special moment of Christmas. Oh, because you gave gifts? No. Well, plus your child. No, not, no, well, no, we no. About that no, because, well, I, so tell me what was special about that because. I think what was special about it was, was the thought behind the gifts. Okay. And it wasn't the gifts. It wasn't Did the fact that I was. With your past? Yeah. Oh yeah, we have. Okay. But I think it was just the, I think it was also the uniqueness of the situation where we were actually I together. We were actually together on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we woke up with that, oh, it's Christmas. We woke up to our Alexa in the room playing Christmas music. Like, it just was a really cool feel. I, you know, I, I, um, something my dad did that I kind of continue that tradition now with our family is I went downstairs first. I lit the Christmas tree. I lit all the lights. Like, I did everything. I put the Yule log on the T, on, on the TV, like, just to make it feel like Christmas. And then I, I said to Brianna, I'm like, all right, come on down. And then it's ready for you. So that was something that was cool. Like I got to start my own, our own Christmas traditions this year 
But then, like I said, as soon as we were done and we had to go, we went, then we went to my grandparents' house, it just felt like another day. And I don't know if it was because my parents weren't here, my sister wasn't here. I mean, my brother was there, which was really cool, but his wife wasn't with us because she's uh, a nurse and she had to work Christmas. So it was like my brother, my wife and I at my grandparents' house, which was awesome. I love spending time with my grandparents. Any opportunity I get, I, I jump on it. And as soon as that was done, we went down the shore. So we went down the shore to spend Christmas with my wife's family, which is something I've never done before. So that was like kind of uncharted waters for me. And it was not that it was uncomfortable, but it just, I was out of my element and it was just something that like felt odd. I don't know. Well, all right. So as much fun as I had, which I did, I had a lot of fun. It just felt, it just felt a lot different. So that you painted a very nice and warm, and I feel warm now from your story and from the coffee that I'm having. Like, Oh, oh holy least, shit. It was a very, very <laughs> nice story. Almost fairy tale like, I think, especially in comparison. So right now, to make a really dumb analogy, I feel like we're going 55 miles an hour right now. Here we go. You and the car analogies. Hey, whatever. We're going 55 miles per hour. Okay. We're getting great gas mileage. There's no traffic on the road. The windows are down, and we're having a nice time. But I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm getting a little bored because you know I like to roll fast and out of control. So I'm going to take it. Are you ready to take this turn? Let's, let's, I mean, Are you sure? No, but I never you're, am. You're so not let's, ready. Let's, I know you're. I just put my seatbelt on. So four the hardest is. Four hardest and a helmet right now, buddy. Okay, so here's the turn. Oh, boy. Here's the turn. For the last couple of years. Yep. Okay, so I'm just trying to go through a timeline in my head. I'm going to say for probably the last five years or so. Okay. So we bought our house three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Every year since we bought it, we've hosted Christmas Day right. there. And help you move the table this year. You're right. Thank you very much again. Yeah. So. I'm not, I wasn't looking for a pat on the back, but it just. You want me to walk over there and do it? That felt pretty good. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> so every year, I'd say for the past five years, there's been turmoil. And I'm using that word extremely loosely because there's better ones out there that I can't think of right now. Okay. My sister. Yep. I don't know if we've talked about this. Long-term drug addict. I don't think we talked about it on the show. Big drug addict. Big. Since she was, oh God, 20, maybe 19, super into drugs. It's only gotten worse over the years. I'm sorry to hear that. As we, you know. I'm not looking for an apology, but I'm telling no, you. I know, and, and that's why I think still. it's interesting because it's, it's such a contrast in who we are. So, huge drug. And there's a, it's kind of a long-winded story, and I'll, and I'll give you the, the standout points. Mm-hmm. To try to paint the whole picture here. Mm-hmm. So for the last couple of years, every year around Christmas time, she seemingly gets better. And I'm not talking she's into like weed or coke. She's like into heroin. She did crystal meth recently and had like a really bad trip. Mm-hmm. And it's it continues to get uglier. Mm-hmm. And every year around Christmas time, it's she's better. She's home. She's acting better. She's getting along with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I get asked, can Catherine come to Christmas? My sister. From everybody in my family. So my other sister, her twin, my mother and father. Mm-hmm. And every year it's a point of contention for my family, meaning Steph and I. Sure. So this year was no different. She's been on a bender for drugs, been arrested a couple times. And sure enough, and I didn't think it was going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Steph was like, something's going to happen around Christmas time. I'm like, no, no, no. Like she's so far out of the picture 
yeah. she's not going to enter at Christmas time. And Steph was right. Lo and behold, Steph was right. Hmm. So I get a text from my sister, who's a drug addict. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, take, you know, our other sister said that I can go with her to her boyfriend's family's for Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. They live relatively close here, like 30 minutes away. Can I come to your house before going there? No. I said no. Mm -hmm. And she's not, honestly, she's not welcome in my house. Okay. Period. And that's a unified thing between Steph and I. Sure. Because there is so much shit that we have to work through from probably not only my experience with my sister for the last 12 years, mm -hmm. since she started this drug-filled fun adventure yeah. that we have to cover ground on and get over and talk through, mm -hmm. but with Steph also and Steph's family. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to welcome you into my home because it's supposed to be this warm, fairy tale-like time of year. You can stay wherever you are because it seems like you're happy you're doing that. So here's where I'm going with it. And we'll get back into the holidays. Today, before I get on the plane to come home, mm -hmm. I text my other sister. I'm like, hey, what, what's the deal with Catherine? Where is she? Because I heard a lot of chatter about her leading up to Christmas. She's doing great. She's home. I go down there last weekend to do gifts for my niece because we didn't see her on Christmas Day because when I told Catherine she wasn't invited... My other sister didn't come, neither did my niece or her boyfriend. So, and my sister and I have already hashed this out, mm -hmm. but in my opinion, she sacrificed everybody else's experience who came to Christmas Day, who was expecting the three of them to be there, for my one sister, because she felt bad mm. that Catherine wasn't going to be there on Christmas. <clears throat> so, Catherine, she's not welcome. My other sister, boyfriend, niece, does not come over. Mm-hmm. A lot of chatter, though. She's doing great. She's going to get better. I asked my sister today, I'm like, where has Catherine been? Haven't heard anything about her. We don't know what's going on with her now. Oh, really? Hmm. So she just shows up. And I, I had this conspiracy theory. And I, I said it to Steph. And I may have said it to Donna. But if not, I'm telling her tomorrow. <laughs> where I believe around Christmas time every year, mm -hmm. Catherine needs a place to go. Because she feels lonely and sad about whatever it is that she's doing, but probably more lonely. Mm -hmm. So she changed, she flips a switch, puts this good show on, tries to get back into the good graces of everybody. So she has a place to go because her drug addict cronies all go to wherever they have to go. Wow. That's every Christmas, every single Christmas. Mm -hmm. And you want to know what? I haven't heard from my sister since she has to come over to my house. And this is the kicker. When we were down there last weekend, everybody's at my sister's house for, for gifts with my niece. Everybody. My parents, me and Steph, my other sister, her, everybody's there. Everybody. It's great. We have a big dinner. It was awesome. You know who wasn't there? Catherine. You know where she was? Atlantic City. So if you're a drug addict, a recovering drug addict, or so you say, would you go to Atlantic City? What are you doing there? Oh, there's no temptation with the gambling and drinking and all the drugs you can get on the street. And hey, if she's into... Um, prostitution, that's that down there too. All things you could probably get addicted to. Yeah. What's up with that? So that's my Christmas experience every year. So it, in, in a word to say it's, in a way to say it's lost its luster, mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest reason why. Wow. I can't say that. Fast and out of control is yeah. how I like to roll. Are we, are we going back to 55? Can, I, can we... Can we, turn, can we turn the cruise control oh back God. on? God. No, well, what I'm saying is, I mean, I've never had... 
I've never experienced something like that. And I don't know, I can't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can't really speak on it because I've never, I haven't experienced something like that. I think of that magnitude, right? Um, but what I, I guess what I can say is to speak on that point of feeling lonely on a holiday, I think a part of me was listening to your story and I'm thinking to myself, and it's just a, a hypothesis. Could it be that maybe around the holidays, your sister feels some sort of regret? Maybe she won't admit to it. Maybe she won't admit it to herself or to you or to your family. But maybe that's her conscience or the little voice in her head saying to her, well, it's Christmas. Yeah. Typically, growing up, we've always, that you're supposed to be with family. And maybe that little voice in her head is saying, this is who I should be with. So what's hammer? So it might it might not necessarily. And I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. And I know it's it's a really tough situation. And I know it's but I'm, it is what it is. But it's, what I'm saying it's so is commonplace now. Sure. But still, what I'm trying to say is maybe maybe there is a part of her that regrets what she's doing, but she's just surrounded by so much bad, so much negative negative energy, negative people that maybe it's hard for her to really see the light and maybe Christmas being that opportunity to get away from, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate, no, please. but maybe getting away from that ugliness of her reality, of her everyday life, maybe coming and being with her family, who knows? Maybe it could change her in a way. Okay. No, I or, 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 Go ahead. or it could very well be exactly what you said. It could be that her cronies went and did what they did, and she's just like, oh, I have nowhere to go. Right. And I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it angrily. I'm not no, saying I, it I get that. I'm upset. I'm yeah. not calling her out publicly because I, I'm trying, excuse me, I'm trying to get a rise out of her or anybody else. It's the truth. And honestly, if people get a rise out of what I'm saying, meaning my family. Yeah. It's a reflection on how they truly feel, probably about themselves in the situation. Okay. Because it's the truth. If they get upset about it or mad at me, they're probably upset and mad with themselves. Because, and I'm not going to get too much into the nitty-gritty about it because it's a really long-winded conversation. Sure. Because it's many, many years and it's many, many conversations and fights all along the way. But <clears throat> I feel like maybe they're upset and mad with themselves because they haven't yet figured out how to make the situation better. They continue to give to her and she continues to take. And I'm the only one out of five people in the family who does not give to her, does not mm -hmm. give into her. Mm -hmm. So my whole deal with her is I'm willing to listen when you're ready to talk. I'll meet you halfway. That's it. I'm not going to extend because I tried that in the past and it didn't work. And that's, I feel like that's where she truly wants to be. So to your points before, for a moment. Sure. I wonder this. Okay, let's, let's say you're right about the regret around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Where's your regret on my birthday or my father's birthday or my mother's birthday or your twin sister's birthday that passed in the beginning of December that you were nowhere around for? Oh, and by the way, that was your 30th birthday. Pretty big milestone, if you ask me. Yeah. Nowhere to be found the rest of the year. Is she going to come tomorrow for my niece's birthday? I don't know. To Stay tuned to find out. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So I wonder, if there's such a deep regret on Christmas time, where does it stem from? Because there's prop... And this is the argument I've made. If you truly want to make up for... 
all of the, the time that we've lost as a family because of your habits, me, a.k.a. your addiction, mm-hmm. why don't you spend a weekend with us in the summer when we're all down there? Why don't you come to regular events that we have all throughout the year because Christmas happens once a year? Yeah. How many? There's four other birthdays throughout the year that you can show up for, mm-hmm. and we can have a great old time. We have barbecues, 4th of July. Where are you? Where's that regret? So I'm not saying I doubt you. It's just I wonder. Well, that is doubting, so I do doubt you. No, you do doubt me. And uh, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because when you think about the holidays and we're talking about – oh, my God. We definitely delineated a little bit from what the initial topic was. but And that's fine. I mean, welcome to the podcast. But you see a lot more around the holidays. You see a lot more of family. You see a lot more of togetherness. And it's just – and I get, I get what you're saying about the birthdays and the major events throughout the year. I totally understand that. But if you think about the holidays, you think about what's on TV, what's on the radio, what's, what, what's on social media, what we're just surrounded by in a span of from, let's say, the Black Friday, right, to New Year's, New Year's Day. Go ahead. Okay. Think about it for a second, though. I'm right? bring us back to where we started. But think about it for a second. When you're on, when you're sitting on the couch and you're watching TV, what do you see? You see family. You see togetherness. You see being gathered around a table, having a meal, having a conversation, breaking bread. Maybe that's where the regret comes in. Maybe because think about it for a second. Fourth of July. You talk about Fourth of July, right? Our town's awesome. We have like it feels like a townwide blowout, right? It it's, is. It's, it's so amazing. much fun. We have a great time. Looking forward to this year and. Having another Fourth of July episode because that was one of my favorite episodes oh, that, was that we fun. did. Um, but when you're looking, when you're on TV, you just hear, "Oh, it's Fourth of July! Come to the Fourth of July sale! I'm selling cars and this, that, and the other thing. You can buy a pool, whatever is on TV. It's not about togetherness." Okay, so let's, we're, we're, I see where you're going, and I'm with you. Yeah, and I agree with you. So to get back on topic, sort of. I gotta interrupt you for like one hot second because my aunt posted on Facebook Live. Okay. Her and my uncle are watching. Aunt Lou, Uncle Joe. Hi, how are you? My uncle says we need beers and cigars. So maybe check out episode fifteen because there might be some beers and cigars while we record. We're gonna smoke in here. We're not gonna smoke in here. Maybe maybe in the summer we'll record outside on your on your deck. Why don't we do this? We'll take it out of the studio. Since it's their suggestion, yeah. it's going to be a family episode. Oh, there we go. With them. Okay. Is that cool? We could do that. I like the togetherness. Togetherness. That's what and it's all about. When, when you offer an idea, I want them to show up. Let's have a conversation. That'll be cool because it's two generations coming together. Okay, so let's get back on track a little bit. <clears throat> so you're right. The holiday, oh God, everything is a business. Everybody knows that who's listening. Yeah. The holiday season is probably the biggest business event of the year. Absolutely. So they want to broadcast a lot of advertising and marketing to buy, buy, buy because they want to line their pockets like everybody does. Sure. And I'm okay with all of that. Are you, though? Because I don't think you are. But okay. No, I am. Because, because, I mean, look, we're putting content out there that may be valuable to somebody someday. We can get into the whole radio interview that we had a couple weeks ago. So... Right, so I didn't think we were gonna bring that up. Yeah, let's do it, man. We're taking the gloves off this year, aren't we? Twenty nineteen, new year, new us. 
I hate that expression. I hate that you said it. me. I hate, I'm, whatever. I hate that. Okay, so. Here's my New Year's resolution. To never say that ever again. No, it should life. be it should be your life resolution. In your life, thank you for saying that. Yeah, thank you for saying in that. In my life. In your life. Perfect. Okay. So it's a huge business. You know what's also a business? Consequences. So because we're talking about mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. and Santa Claus, when we were kids, yep. there was a threat of a consequence. Okay? You know I'm going to I'm gonna tell now. you I'm gonna tell you this right now though. There's still a threat of consequence in my family. Because listen, my in my parents' house, if you don't believe, you don't receive. Yep. So that's the consequence right there. If you don't believe, you don't receive. Even as a twenty-five-year-old, there's still consequences. Okay. Even that even as a thirty-two-year-old, there's still consequences. So so the consequence is not to receive, right? Mm-hmm. So you get nothing. Yeah. So you're not receiving anything. But here's where I was going with it. There is a business of consequences called prisons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't so, think you were going there. Come but, on, okay. man. This is the wise millennials. Gloves. Gloves off, baby. Fast and out of control. You know, when, you know, when I thought, we're going to have a holiday episode. We're going to talk about the holidays and the stresses and this, that, and the other thing. I thought we were going to talk about burning a goddamn turkey and not prison. But okay, let's go. Look, two different experiences with life. Two very different points of view. Got yes. All right. Who are we? My aunt. My aunt. Yes. She goes, we stopped giving gifts and our stress level has gone way down. Christmas should be about spending time with family and friends. Agree with you, Aunt Lou. Yes, I agree with that too. And and absolutely everybody should take advantage of that. Yeah. Because it's not about the gifts that you give mm-hmm. because the value or the worth is not in how much you spend. Exactly. It's about the time that you spend. Mm-hmm. And time... Because time has... Time is invaluable. So, yeah, I'm trying to get back. I'm trying time to is back. money. Corporations. Here we You're go. Right. So... When we when we were children, so the whole you don't believe you don't receive thing, uh, I think came into my life later when I got a little bit older. Okay, and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna get anything. But when you're a kid, is that because you're is that because you're older than your sisters? I'm two years older than them. Oh, okay. So there was a threat though mm-hmm. that we would receive coal <laughs> instead of gifts. Right. And what, what the hell am I going to do with a piece of coal or a stocking full of coal or whatever it may be? You're going to ruin the environment. So that was like a real thing. Like, oh, my God, I might wake up in the morning and there's going to be coal in those boxes because I was a bad kid. Yeah. So I don't think the business of consequences is prison and, and the law and stuff like that. If you do something bad, you're going to get a consequence for it. Sure. Depending on the level of severity. Mm-hmm. None of that's marketed. Advertised during Christmas time, because how can you buy that? You can't. True. You cannot buy that. True. So I wonder if there was if there were more consequences around the holidays, and I don't even know what that would look like or feel like. Yeah. Would people value their time more? Would people say to themselves, "Wow, that's a really I just watched a really tough commercial. Like, I better call my family." And, and make sure I spend some time with them because I don't want that to happen to me. Mm. How many times do you see commercials during the holiday season, which is a very real thing that you can speak probably a lot about, yeah. with house fires around Christmas and New Year's? Mm-hmm. Maybe three or four. Lexus put, puts bow ties on their cars, though. Yeah, and it's, it's actually it's crazy that you said that because that when you were talking about consequences, the first thing... That came to my mind was that commercial. I, I don't remember. It might have been a State Farm, one of the insurance companies, where it was 
it was a commercial about a house fire, and it was like a mother holding her daughter, mm-hmm. and there's the orange glow on their yeah, face, and they're that. crying. And I'm like, oh my! As somebody who, and I was young when it happened, but my family we we lost our house in a house fire when I was a baby. So that hits, you know, that hits home for me. So yeah, it's or even around Thanksgiving sometimes when you think about um, those commercials about frying a turkey. And making oh sure God. that the turkey is fully defrosted. I watch it on YouTube and I laugh at it. Not only that, it's on Facebook sometimes. I, I, I follow the FDMI on Facebook because I, I was a volunteer firefighter for several years. And um, on the Facebook page, they posted a video about them, the dangers of cooking a, a frying turkey. turkey. Sure. Of frying a turkey, yeah. And it's just something that we've become numb to and I think it's social media and I think it's oh, we can tie point. this we can tie all of this negativity and consequences and stress and all this back to social media in some way shape or form and not just social media but media in general because everything is doom and gloom and that's all we're surrounded by we're constantly surrounded by doom and gloom all day every day there's always something wrong on the news there's always something wrong on Facebook there's always something wrong uh, in the newspaper if people, people like even crisis. still and that's a business the news can we, we but can we also can we also talk about the fact that um, Reddit, which is an incredible community of people, there's also subreddits out there that you can literally go on and watch videos of people dying. There are people out there, millions of people, who will literally go on that site to watch people die. It we're just desensitized to to all these things. I think there's a there's a funny... It's not a recent development, though. It's not a recent development. I know it's not a recent development, but what I'm saying is, I, th- I think I answered my own question. I think now we're becoming desensitized and we're becoming more stressed out about all of the difficulties in the, and the, the badness of the world because of what we're surrounded by in our everyday life, lives that I feel like the holidays, we're losing out on that meaning of being together with friends and family. And I think that's why people value the holidays so much still, because even though we're in a world of negative energy for the most part, because we're just surrounded by it constantly, when you get together with your family, most of the time, maybe not most of the time, I don't know. I don't know everybody's family, but when I get together with my family, right, it's always a good time. We always laugh. We always have fun. We always just, Christmas night to me is, it. it's not Christmas unless I'm, I have Christmas night at my 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 parents' house with my mom's family. And we just, cause we just laugh and, and we, we don't get to see each other all the time throughout the year. Um, but that's the time when we get together and we laugh and we share stories and we talk about the good things that are going on in our lives and, and how we can contribute and how we can make maybe somebody else's life better. And, and I think that's why I enjoy the holidays so much, but the lead up to the holidays is just that it's just cause we've been desensitized and people are so stressed out because not only are we worried about, I have to go to the mall and buy all these presents for X, Y, and Z. But I have my job that, you know, I'm constantly worried about. I'm constantly worried about maybe losing my job because the economy is not good. Or, um, well, the job market's great now, just saying. I know it is. Great. But what I'm saying is it's still. So do we value, do you. Okay. I'm saying at least in recent years. Okay. In yeah, recent I, years. Like, so why do you think. So we're talking about consequences and we're also talking about the other side of it. But the thing that you brought up, I think, more than once was. We're surrounded by negativity, and I wonder if that's really the case. So, I think more often than not, negativity sells. Negativity does sell, but when because you watch what, the news, what else? What else sells? Fear. 
Yeah. Fear is a driving force in so many people's lives that that's why I feel like anytime you turn on the news or you read the newspaper or you're reading all these terrible articles on Facebook and, and Twitter and Tumblr or wherever the hell you are. I don't know if you can read articles is. on Tumblr. I just, what is Tumblr? I don't know. It's What's a social up? media site. I, okay. I've never used it. But all I'm saying is we're just surrounded by it so often, Ed, that there is so much good out there that we're just we're we're just blind to it. We can't see it. We can't see it because when you see the negative energy and you're and you're motivated and you're powered by fear, it's so hard to take those blinders off and really open your your it's tunnel vision. Are we motivated? Are are we a hundred percent? I think we are a hundred percent motivated by fear. What are what what do you think people at large fear? What do you fear? Finan- financial in- instability. That's my one of my biggest fears is financial instability. Okay. Which sounds, cr- I mean, it might sound crazy, but you hear about all these people that lose their jobs, and then when they lose their jobs, they can't find a new job, or they can't find a job that was equal to or greater than the pay that they were making before, and they struggle. You you hear about people that are struggling on the job market. I know right now the job market's doing better, right, and it's on an upswing. But still, people still struggle to find jobs. My thing is, if I lose my job, or if my wife loses her job, and we can't find one immediately, our everyday life that we have can be impacted will change. exponentially. Will change. Well, definitely. 100% will change. Will not collapse, but will change. You're right. Certainly. It won't collapse. But what I'm saying is, there's still that fear inside your head of, you never know what could what tomorrow could bring. Right. But how many people do you think? So I had this com- really great time. I had this conversation earlier with my sister when we were talking about my other sister. Yeah. Well, she could die at any point in time. I'm like, so could I. So could you. You walk outside and get struck by lightning. You walk outside come- and get hit by a bus. I didn't come here tonight because I wanted to see you because I'm fearful that Steven might die very soon. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I get what you're saying. But people don't operate. The, the first thought in their mind is, I want to see so-and-so, or I want to go here because I might die or they might die. That's probably the very last thought. Okay. And you want to know what I think? Okay. I, what, I, can agree, I can agree with that. So I'm getting back to the negativity for a second. I, don't, I think the negativity is obviously broadcast across so many channels of media. Yeah. Because it sells. You're right. But when you're clicking through the channel, I don't watch news on, on TV. I, 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 have, I don't even know what channel it's on, to be honest. I'd have to talk to my remote and tell, tell them to put on whatever the new CNN, if that even comes through. I go, on, I go on and I read. Or every now and again, I'll watch a video. But I hate watching videos for news. I hate it. Yeah. So, yeah, bad situations happen and they're broadcast in the news because that's get people's eyeballs and ears to listen to what's going on. Mm-hmm. How many things, how many times do you think people say, Thank God it's not me. We're thankful that's not me. And then they Every look day. over. That's right. So they're, they're, not, they're not motivated by fear. They just consume it and they keep it moving. Because if they were, wouldn't you think they'd change whatever it was that they were doing? I should call. So If I see the news, oh, so-and-so shot in an urban town. Mm. You think people are calling their siblings, their Other friends? Urban no. Or, yeah. no, anywhere, anywhere in the world. Because if you were motivated by fear... That would change what you do right now. You're not. Yeah, are we just desensitized to it? Yeah, we're, 
I'd say we're oblivious to it, actually. Because every single time something doesn't happen to you... Yeah. Another one in the books, baby. Yeah, another day. Check. Yeah, no, I... You bring up a good point. I... I'm not throwing at you to stump you to prove no, you wrong. I, I, no, I know, I know. No, I know. And that's what's so great about this is that we can have conversations like this and I can go into an to a discussion okay. thinking one way, but we can have you can you can bring up another point of sure. view and, and and unlock a door that wasn't open for me in my head and it opens up a whole new a whole new world. You wanna start singing it? Shut up. I know you're a big Disney guy. I'm a big Disney guy. So so look You don't want to hear me sing. Uh, I haven't it's Stop. Do I hit any notes that you could hit? I crush you. Well, I can tell you that my my, <laughs> my neighbor's dog is barking right now. You're right. It was like a, a dog whistle. Oh, God. Okay, so. Now you got beautiful pipes. Oh, thanks a lot. Can't wait to shut the show down and give you, give you some more. So. They're so beautiful that you should not save, sing. save them okay. forever. So I, I, I started to really belabor that point, and if I got a little... Needed, but I really don't believe that people are motivated by fear because literally... What's up, Mr. J? Help. I got a shout-out for Mr. J. Hey, right, thanks, Mr. J. Whoever well, you are, nice to meet you. Anyway. So, I don't think people are, are motivated by fear. I yeah. think that they, when, when it doesn't happen to them, another one in the books, Yeah. feel good, keep it moving, nothing changes tomorrow, but if something does... Then maybe it's time for a change. We're a reactive society, we are. not a proactive yeah, society. Yeah, absolutely. So I started. I, I've been reading a book, and it's a self-help book. Doctor Rich has joined us. Hey, a couple of notes in there. That wasn't, uh, you know. My my voice is starting to warm up, but I'm still a little sick. So, what was I saying? What was I saying? Fear. Nah, I just lost my train of thought, man. Are you serious? Yeah, it happens. See, that's what happens when Doctor Rich joins. I know. Yeah, he 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 ran it. Oh, we're we're we're, a rea- we're a rea- reactive. Yes. We're a reactive, not proactive. Spongy body instead of a, a proactive. So I'm reading this book. It's a self help book, and I have no problem saying that. And in the book, it's pretty interesting. I don't think there's anything wrong. You know what? Not wrong. I think the thing that bothers me the most about what you just said is the fact that you felt like you had to justify the fact that you're reading a self help book. It's because you literally just said, "I'm reading a self help book." Not that it matters to me what people think. I think that's I, so. So let's let let's discuss that because when yeah. I went to, when I go to the bookstore, yep. And I'm making it a point to read more because those I, are those are still things bookstores. Yeah, they I, still exist, and I'm glad that they still exist because no, I, like, I do too. I like going there. I like going there and flipping through the pages. There's nothing better than reading actual words on paper. Yeah, I can fly through. I can fly through stuff on the digital. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't stick with me. Oh, it's the case. I well, I, I feel well. No, I just I feel like words on a piece of paper, an actual physical book, it just it leaves more of a lasting impact okay. on me. Then. Oh, then maybe then maybe I'll let you borrow this book when I'm done with it because I think that yeah. you'll enjoy it. Sure. So in the, uh, and I said that I said that caveat because it's probably my own perception mm-hmm. of the situation, and I swear I'm sure. It has nothing to do with reality. Yeah. I probably made this up. Okay. I go to the bookstore. This was a long time ago at this point. And I bought a couple of books, the one I'm reading now being one of them. Yeah. And I'm the only one in the self-help section. And it's probably half the size of this room, right? Seven shelves high and a mm-hmm. ton of books crammed in there. But it's, and so, it's kind of tucked away in the corner. Surprise. 
surprise, right? But who yeah. else was there? And I feel like it's kind of like, let me see what kind of books are over here. Because are you going to, I mean, look, is anybody going to get a book unless somebody recommends it to you, Anxiety for Dummies? I don't know if it exists. I would read that book. I know. We've talked about therapy and yeah. stuff like that, but I feel like on the whole, a lot, there's a lot of denial as far as the help we need as individuals because ha- we have to admit first, mm-hmm. then we have to face ourselves, then we have to like drive to the store. And denial is the biggest roadblock. But now we go on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, I'm going to get Anxiety for Dummies. Mm-hmm. And it comes in the mail, and again, I say, I'm really li- I really like this book. I'm going to read it. And it goes on the table, and then it goes in the cabinet, and then it... <laughs> What, and then you move. What did you do? Because you're no. not you're not going to be proactive about your health. You're going to be reactive. Mm-hmm. So that was a side that was a side point I wanted to make. So I'm reading the self help book, and maybe I'll reveal it another time because I want to get through the whole thing first. Because I was skeptical about it at first, and now that I'm in the thick of it, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. Good. And it's not that I'm learning a lot of things that I didn't already know. And I'm not learning them because uh, not, I didn't know them because somebody told me or I read them somewhere. Yeah, it's because I just probably one day when I was younger just came up with mantras to help me get through really fucked up times, mm-hmm. like the stuff with my sister and some mm-hmm. other things. But in the section I was reading today, it has to do with linguistics and how we speak leads to how we react. Okay, and it's really it was a really cool section, so I'll give you a little bit about it. If you're the kind of person who says out loud, whether it's to yourself or other people, oh, this situation makes me really angry. I can't believe so-and-so did that. I'm so pit like, and then you perpetuate that anger. Mm -hmm. Your reactions coincide with your words. Hmm. So maybe if you come into a situation that's pissed you off in the past. So I think they gave an example like, this father had a, a, a week vacation, and I'm I'm making a little bit of it because I can't remember exactly because there's a lot more details to it. Mm-hmm. But he had this week in mind that he was going to go to like his shore house and his wife was going to be there and his daughter who came home from school was going to be there for a couple of days, but she's going to go away. And mm-hmm. well, it turns out they got there late, I think. The daughter's staying for two months instead of two days. And he wanted to watch a football game he recorded on the TV. Mm-hmm. Well, when he got there, the football game wasn't recorded anymore. Oh, boy. And he flipped out on his daughter. She was in her 20s. And she starts crying because not once in his life with her Mm -hmm. has he ever yelled at her Mm. for 20-something years. And she was hysterical. Mm -hmm. And his wife starts laughing and goes, you've never acted this way before. Like, thought it was a joke. Like, he was, but he was serious. He snapped. And leading up to that, and they, they went into more details, and leading up to that moment, she recognized he started saying things differently according to how his daughter would say things. So maybe in the past he would say, oh, I'm a little aggravated about the situation. But then it started turning into, because he would hear her, I'm really pissed off about the situation. She is a notorious overreactor and would flip out and lose control. Huh. And over the course of many weeks and months, he would start saying, I'm pissed off. I'm really bothered about this. Or I'm really angry about something at work. When this put him over the edge, he was shouting those words. And he was... Using his all, and he was going nuts. Wow! He changed how he was speaking. Yeah, and it coincided with his actions that he never did before. And I believed that for a long time. And I made I made stupid jokes like "look good, feel good." Some days, and even now, I'll dress a little bit nicer for work. Agreed. Or dress a little bit nicer when we go out because mm-hmm. you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Or even when something happens and you go, "It is what it is," or "shit happens," it diffuses. 
your emotions about you know your physical reactions to the whole thing. I always believed that, but it was cool to see it in some sort of context today. Why did I start telling you about this? No idea. Me neither. Me neither. Welcome to the podcast. So we are coming up pretty close to the top. Of the no hour. way. We are at. I feel like we just got started. About fifty-two minutes. Jeez. So um, we should circle back. Rewind. Yes. Go, yes. We can close out with the. Yes. Ooh, I like this little cliffhanger. Wait till the end. I like this. Yep. So, <clears throat> go ahead. Tell the people what they want to hear. What the, What did we even end on last time? Are you kidding me? You don't remember? No, I'm not. I, I, I wanted to listen to it before. Uh, you don't even remember either, but you're making this big hum and haw. I Tell cannot believe you. Tell me you remember. I as can't he looks believe it up, I'm, I'm you're doing this to Steve us. Steven's looking at the entire uh, last episode to see what we talked about. And then figure out what we need to talk about. Because he's unsure. But he's guilting me for it, as if it was only my responsibility. But this is a wise millennial. It's a plural thing. And he can't hear right now what he's trying to listen to. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, pause. Jeez. Yeah, wow. You finding it? I'm, I, I'm looking for it. We can't. You know what? Wrap it up, Steve. No, just hold on. Don't hold even, on. Don't hold even. Hold on. What are we going to crack next episode, Ed? Hold on. It's right here. It's right here. Yeah, it's here. Come it's on, it's not delaying, guys. Do we really ramble this much? Yeah. This is good. Oh, doing the right thing? Yes. Right? So yep. when you do the right thing, is it 100 Sorry for the delay, everybody. <laughs> we got through that. How long did it take? It felt like... It, it doesn't like matter. It, does, it doesn't matter because I'll edit that part out. Okay. So, I thought whatever. We, all right, whatever. Whatever. We're going to roll with it. I don't care. All right, whatever. It's not going to line up with Facebook Live. Do it live, man. Anyway. Do it so, live. So that conversation, I think, where we started and didn't end was, when you do the right thing for the situation that you're in, whether it's for yourself or... or no, I think it was... When you're amongst other people, so doing the right things for other people, yep. are you 100% choosing their best interest, mm-hmm. or are you choosing a percentage, 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, whatever it may be? I think you're doing it, I think last time I said you're doing it 100% for them. but I disagree. Oh, well, okay. I, I'm going to disagree with that. And I think really what you're doing is, from my, um, I think it's more like 60-40. I think 60% of the time, you're really, you have every intention on doing the right thing but for, by another person. If you're really trying to extend that olive branch to help out. It's it's majority about them and what they need. But I think there's that 40% you're doing it because you're telling yourself it's a good thing to do. But you're also maybe looking for an accolade for helping somebody out. Or okay. to, hear, to get a pat on the back for somebody to say, wow, that was really nice of you to help that person when they help in that in their time of need or whatever it may be so my answer is going to be oh damn very simple no very similar to yours so i i believe that wait what yeah don't edit that one out oh no that we agreed holy crap okay we we actually agree more often than we don't oh holy (laughs) shit so i think when people do the right thing in the situation in situations Yep. For the other person, it feels like 100% of it was done for them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mo- the majority. 100% is a really strong percentage. Yep. It's absolute. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So 
they feel like the majority of it was done for their benefit. Mm -hmm. But, and I think there's a study out there that proves this, when you do something for somebody else, you're doing it also inherently for yourself, whether you want to recognize it or not, because there's this chemical inside of our bodies called oxytocin. Where when you do something kind for somebody else, it releases a chemical in your body and it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So you want to do more for other people. You're laughing at something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Are, what no, no, that, no, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So this is too distracting for you. And maybe I have to shut this down because I it see is. you looking over at it. I'm like, where are you at right now? You know what it is? Because there is a delay between what we're talking about and Facebook Live. So when the comments start rolling in Facebook Live, uh-huh. I'm checking I'm listening and checking, listening and checking. And so we're, we're going to have a little timer. Right? You can check it once every like two or three minutes, <laughs> maybe even five. I think 10 would be better. God. So, so the oxytocin gets released into your body. Mm-hmm. You feel good. You want to do more kind things for other people, strangers even, because you feel good. And there's something really interesting about that. And I'll try to find the article. Yeah, please Probably do. in a book, I think. And then we'll post it on our website. Yeah, it'd be great. So, when, when so, so if you and I are walking together and we're behind a group of people. Yep. And we see somebody do something kind for somebody else. Oxytocin gets released in our bodies as well. And then we're going to be more inclined and we want, to help others. Exactly. And it's, it's, the pay, it's, it's that pay it forward That's right. movement. That's right. So I think somewhere inside of everybody, when you make the right decision or do something kind, mm-hmm. yeah, you're trying to do it for the best interest of the other person. But there's a part of you that's doing it to make yourself feel good as well. I will agree with you. And, <laughs> and I can give you a firsthand example of that. So... Anytime, um, I, not anytime, I, I, I should not say that. It's not anytime. It's sometimes I do this where if I'll be, I'll be out at a restaurant or I'll be at, you know, somewhere. It's typically at restaurants. But if I see a police officer, or if I see an EMT or I see somebody who's a, who's a public servant, right? Who's, whose job it is to uphold the law or to help fellow citizens, you know, whether they're in their time of crisis in a car accident or a health issue, what I like to do is that whole pay it forward thing. Mm -hmm. And my whole intention is not to do it for the accolades. I never ask for this to be public, but sometimes I'll, I'll pay for their, for their meals or I'll pay for their food or I'll pay for whatever I can. Because at the end of the day, I know that those people signed up for that career or for that job because it's something they love to do. It's what they've always wanted to do. They get paid for it. I understand that. But I think it's just me trying to show a little bit of gratitude to them and for them to also see in return that there is good out there, right? So okay. I don't know where that falls on that spectrum of the percentage. Because they're doing something. Oh, okay, because they're doing, they're doing something good. I, I look at it as they're doing something good for me every single day, whether I ask them to or not, or whether I even need them. They're there, right? These people, they're selfless. Most of them are selfless. There are a few people that are, that are abused of power. We've talked about this before. But I just like to do it out of, I don't know, whether it's out of the goodness of my heart, whether I feel like, I have to do it. I don't know what it is, but I, I feel inclined sometimes. And you know what? When I'm done and I walk out of the restaurant, they don't know who did it. And I just walk out of there with a little smirk on my face knowing that, you know what? That was a good thing that I did because they are there for me if I need them. So Okay. So, so I'll tell this really quick story and then we can wrap it. Yeah. Similarly, 
I have had the same kinds of thoughts, but here's the one that it rings in my head every, sing, every single time we go to the diner down the road here, mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. We were out to eat, like on a Friday like tonight, going for a quick, cheap, hot meal, because the diner has awesome food down the street from us, awesome food. You going there tonight? I don't know where we're going, actually. So we go to the diner, and, and we're sitting <clears throat> in one of the booths that I could see like whole entire section along the other window. So it's a big square, obviously. We're yep. sitting along one of the walls, and I can see the entire section. I see a gentleman, probably no older than, geez, I don't know, 65, maybe 70, oldest, mm-hmm. eating by himself. Mm-hmm. And Steph doesn't know what I'm looking at, but I, the entire time I keep on doing what you did tonight with the Facebook, I kept on looking all around, mm-hmm. waiting for someone to show up. You are a people watcher, though. Okay. I've noticed that. Yeah, whatever. It. I like people. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. I'm no, just saying. I, I know I am. I know I am. So I'm, I'm watching this guy, and I'm watching him eat, and... and, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I want to pay for his meal. I have no idea what he does for a living, where he's from, nothing about him. I don't care. I want to pay for his meal because I wanted to go sit with him mm-hmm. and just spend some time. But maybe he wanted to be alone. Whatever the case may be, I wanted to buy his meal. Yeah. I didn't say anything to Steph. I didn't pay for his meal. Every time we walk into that diner, I think about that guy. I can see his fingers, his hat that he was wearing, his face, the whole mm-hmm. bit. And, I, and it's something that it bothers me a little bit. Why didn't I say something? Steph would have been like, okay, whatever. Go ahead and do it. She's cool with how weird I am, which is great. She would have been reluctant at first. Like, Ed, what are you doing? All right, fine, though. Pro- you're yeah. absolutely right. Those Come are probably on. the exact words. Come on. That's probably the exact words. Yeah. But it's something that sticks with me because I wonder, why didn't I, why didn't I do that? Well, why didn't you? I don't remember. Think about it for a second. I don't remember. There had to have been something. Oh, here's why. Here's exactly why. It's to your point. No, you know what? No, 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 we're not going to leave the cliffhanger. Oh, come no, on. We're going to forget. We're so close. No, we're going to forget. We're not no, going to forget. No, I'll actually take a note this time. No, you're not going to guilt me? No, we're not doing that. Okay. I'm going to ensure it. I didn't do it because I was... I didn't do it because I was too afraid to tell Steph what I wanted to do. Because I was like, she's going to think I'm weird. Hmm. And then I don't... I just wanted to do it and then not talk about it. That's it. I just wanted to do it. It would have made me feel good. I, even if he was pissed. I don't know. I don't know. What his, he could have been pissed off I did that. I don't need your help. Whatever. I just wanted to do it. But I couldn't get the words out. Yeah. And I've gotten better since. Like, that was early on in my Donna. Uh, that was early on in my therapy. Donna. Yeah. So I've gotten better since then with communicating stuff. I'm still, maybe we're on the law of diminishing returns now. Like, I don't say everything and yeah. it comes out later. It's not so great. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to voice it. Because I didn't know what the reaction would be, and I just wanted to do it and leave, and that'd be the end. And that's it. But I didn't want to have the conversation, huh. so I didn't do it. And I think about it every single time we go to the diner. So maybe we'll go tonight, and maybe I'll think about it. Yeah. Or maybe I won't because now I voiced it. Huh. How about that? Interesting. Crazy. I like how that kind of ties into the Christmas spirit, too, because I know there are times, especially around the holidays, where I feel more inclined to pay it forward, in a sense. And I always find myself... Buying, you know, paying for somebody's meal or, or, you know, open. you're a hypocrite then. You're a hypocrite. I could very well be. I love you to death. I really do. I love you too. Really you still really won't admit that I'm your best friend. Oh, I was waiting for you. There it is. There it is. No, but, no, but around the holiday season too, it is, it is nice. I don't know why. I'm a little, I am a little bit of a hypocrite in my, in my own right, but, um, why not do it the rest of the year and stop attaching a value to a dollar? No, I'm not saying that I, I don't do it throughout the year, but I'm saying I feel a little more. Did it. 
I have done it. Okay. I have done it throughout the year. Okay. No, no, I have. I have. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I I feel like the the intention or that the um that like overwhelming sensation of hey, I want to do this, it 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 strikes me a little more around around the holidays. Right. And uh, right around Thanksgiving is where it clicks for me because because we are controlled We're controlled by what's out there. And there it is. And just like that, episode 14 is a wrap. Ho, ho, holy shit. Made it through. So thank you so much for tuning in. As as always, Ed and I are so thrilled that you're along on this journey with us, the Wise Mind Movement. Thank you so much, as always, for listening in. If you have any comments on the episode, you're more than welcome. Please shoot us a line on Facebook, on Twitter. Shoot us an email at thewisemillennials at gmail.com. If you want your voice heard on the podcast, let us know. We'll have you on as a guest. You can even shoot us an audio clip. Again, please shoot that all at thewisemillennials at gmail.com. Make sure you check out our website, all of our social media. Um, Go on iTunes, SoundCloud, have another listen to some of our past episodes. And really what's cool, Ed, is I've been doing this. I've been going back to episode one, and I've been listening and seeing the progression of the show. And I'm only excited to see where it goes from here. So you can go back check it out as well and see the progression of the show if you're on itunes please make sure to give us a rating we'd really appreciate it and a little comment just to you know so we know what you guys think of the show as always for ed i'm steven and let the music yeah happy holidays <laughs>